also say a toe to so. You know what? A toe to so. A fucking a toe to so. again and welcome to part two of uh the bottleman's exploration of the life and career of uh canadian monster peter nygaard with brace and liz from true anon brace and liz how have you been doing the last six minutes it has been so long (laughs) well thank you so much for i can't do the fucking riley radio voice thank you thank you so much for come on you can do it you You can do much for asking get it get down to it Okay, I could do my transportation voice. Yeah. Transportation yeah. lady oh, yeah, voice. Do that on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask me how I'm doing in transportation lady voice. It's hard to ask questions. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Moment. It's like now beginning podcast. Ooh. Section two. Two. Beginning now. That is right. That's pretty good, That's right? Very That's good. okay. Like that. mm-hmm. That's good. That's I, good. That's good. Creepy. It's also, you know, hearing the bus or in that case train sound. Uh, has me really hyped up for talking to random people. So yeah, yeah totally. Hey, how are yeah. you? You have a really nice smile. Your name's Dan. That's crazy. <laughs> what are you reading? Oh my god, I'm getting off here too. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> do you live near here? Hey, I'm crazy. <laughs> uh, do, look, do you mind if I follow you? Do you, uh, you yeah. want to do a stranger a favor? Yeah. yeah. Hey, do yes. you have a passport on you? Can I have that's it? That's great. You uh, wow, wow. Are those jeggings? <laughs> <laughs> I just damn! Yeah, I love free trade too. Oh my god! I'm trying to find my friend Steve Ignorance House. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So ever since I learned, is that the guy from Subhumans? Uh, no, no, it's guy from Crass. Yeah, yeah. I know someone in a band who, uh, the first time they played in the UK, went uh, decided to make a pilgrimage to Steve Ignorance House, and he answered the door fully nude, uh, and then. <laughs> Uh, for more on this story, uh, no, listen to our episode with podcast about list. That's comeuppance. That's what you get. Yeah. You know, we are doing part two of our uh, Nygaard exploration where in the first episode, we talked about the circumstances of his life, his crimes, the odd positions of influence and accolades he was able to accumulate over uh, his um, long career. And so in part two, we'll be discussing his downfall. And I think just to begin, right, like we said at the end of part one, it was there was no force of justice that brought him down. There was not it was not as though the wheels of like official justice turned and turned on him. He fell out of favor with uh, the with Bahamas politics as the winds changed in 2017. He was pursued by his rich guy neighbor privately when the FBI, DHS, police, whatever, he couldn't, he basically could not, uh, for whatever reason, conclude an investigation on him, though they were investigating him. Um, it was because his neighbor, Louis Bacon, a uh, hedge fund manager who specialized in uh, resources. Um, not Jewish either, judging by the name. Thank yeah, fucking God. Right. We are, we are, we are base. We are batting. Score another one. We are batting close to a thousand on the Goy chart. Mm-hmm. Um, hired a firm called Tet Tech Strat X, a very difficult to pronounce Texas-based security firm, to essentially go and do the investigation on him privately, gather evidence, and then give it to American law enforcement, saying. Here is the evidence. Please charge him. 
effectively. I mean, but this is because he like hated him as a neighbor. It's not because oh, yes. he was like some valiant guy, oh, yeah. like trying to, you know, white knight, yeah. white hat, the pedophiles or whatever. Like he, you know, yeah. this was a classic property dispute. That is absolutely <laughs> I correct. Mean, Bacon. Bacon would put loudspeakers like he, they say military grade loudspeakers. Yeah. So, no, it's the means, same on ones the that property. Used. Sonic warfare. Yeah, 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 yeah. To give Peter Nygaard a headache. <laughs> they, he tried to use a heart attack gun on Peter Nygaard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so what happened, right, was that um, there, it, there are the it's a bit murky sort of how this feud starts, but um, a lot of the complaints go back to the mid 2000s. But apparently it heats up in 2009 when Nygaard's house burns down in an electrical fire. Um, and Nygaard was certain that Bacon was involved. So there was this game of tit for tat that emerged between the two on the basis of a driveway uh, that went through Bacon's property briefly to get to Nygaard's. Classic now, old rich guy dispute yeah. driveway. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they, yeah. Oh, they, absolutely. It makes them fucking crazy. Yeah, grump, grumpy old monsters. Um, and effectively what had happened was Nygaard was having these like parties, um, and Bacon was like, I have spent a long day, uh, ensuring that, you know, Ecuador is not able to borrow money at less than 12% interest. I would like to go to bed, please. Um, and, uh, and, and so this, this dispute emerged, especially because, uh, Nygaard would have people just park all the way up the driveway on Bacon's property. So what Bacon did was he created a little divot on the bit that was in his property that was impossible to park in. Uh, so the road would sort of dip. It accumulated water, according to Nygaard, and then started to smell. He referred to it as a toilet in the road. And that was what brought him down, ultimately, which is very... God, it makes you... Vi- I mean... I- it makes you very um, cynical about uh, yeah. the uh, the state's uh, willingness to uh, go after the wealthy and powerful. Well, especially out there in the Bahamas. I mean, he had them all in his pocket. And so, I mean, that, that was the thing with this case is that like Bacon, some of Bacon's investigators were paid like very handsomely to essentially dig up girls who had been um, you know, molested in some way by Nygaard. And that sort of complicated it for a second because Nygaard's team was trying to paint it. And there was, you know, a chance that could be successful as like, no, this guy's full of shit. This is just a part of a property dispute. You know, he's just trying to smear my name because Nygaard was making, you he's know, like claiming basically that- still using that as a claim. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we have some quotes from some Nygaard Bahamanian saying- politicians, actually, who are also willing to make that claim as well. <laughs> yes, we do. Nygaard was saying that like Baker was in the KKK, which. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was well, uh, a. Like- <laughs> he should have done the classic driveway graffiti move. Yeah, def- yes. <laughs> Black's <Nah>. rule. Yeah. <laughs> Finn's rule. Finn's rule. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what uh, essentially the, the KKK thing was because Bacon happened to share a last name with someone who was also with the KKK in the 19th century. It was like, there was this guy who was called Bacon in the K. This was, okay, we'll get to actually how this scheme was hatched. Uh, I do actually have that in the court transcripts because he hatched this, Nygaard hatched this scheme with his two henchmen, Tuggy and Bobo, in a car in a conversation that was recorded. Uh, But so. Why did they record it? uh, I think one of them was wearing a wire. Yeah, I think one of them dropped a dime. Um, 
So Fuck you dropped the dime, man. Yeah. So basically, this went from Nygaard laying down a parking slab on Bacon's property to Bacon installing these um, industrial grade uh, sonic weapons to try to you know, hit Nygaard with the hydro attack gun. Uh, Bacon started an entire environmental group to fight Nygaard's mission to dredge more beach onto his property called Save the Bays. And then Nygaard his, has sends his uh, allegedly tooth. I've got to say more allegedly. I've not been getting enough of them out there. We'll just, we'll just pepper it through yeah. the episode. Um, uh, Nygaard sends uh, allegedly his two henchmen, Tuggy and Bobo, uh, allegedly to firebomb some Save the Bays campaigners and then That's hold right. rallies, right. like bussing people in from like round town to follow Bacon around, holding signs claiming that he was like the Grand Wizard of the KKK. And also had badgeless police officers conduct a no-knock raid on his property. Basically swatted him. Um, but here's the weird thing. The driveway issue was resolved between the two men before the battle had come to its conclusion. They were still fighting each other after the driveway issue had been resolved. Um, the hubris. And here's why, and like, I, here's why I think it's important to never think of Bacon as some kind of a good guy here. Because yeah. Bacon says he probably enjoys this of Nygarb. It's blood sport to him. But Bacon then went on to acknowledge in Vanity Fair that I feel something similar and have no intention of raising the white flag. It gives you a certain sense of purpose it gives you, it girds you to continue even as it's distasteful. They love it. Yeah. The will to dominate. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. These these are I mean, at one at some point, don't you just want to like watch a movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just enjoy your riches. Like you're yeah. in the fucking Bahamas. Like one of the most beautiful, ostensibly beautiful places in the world. Like just watch the fucking sunset. Bacon's a Protestant. You can't enjoy your riches. That's a sin. You all you have to keep yeah, okay, fighting and accruing more riches and dominating more and all this. No enjoying. No, because if you enjoy the riches, they go away. Start the f- yeah, 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 yeah. Psycho, psycho yeah. religion. Well, can't take it with you. Here's the other thing too. Stop dredging. I think that's weird. What are you trying to get down there? Treasure? Ah, uh, yes. He's, what is Louis Bacon paid out? <laughs> exactly. A brace belt and paid up member of Save the Bays. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would love to go to the Bahamas and save the bays, but I, I, I have no interest in dredging on one side of the ocean <laughs> or the other. I just went away from it. I don't think you should awaken dark spirits which lurk at the bottom of the ocean. I find that distasteful. <laughs> you should not lure the. You should not uh, lure their attention with uh, Mayan volcanoes and sacrificial pyramids. Exactly. Um, and that's why Nygaard had to be stopped to prevent the old ones from rising. <laughs> um, it's interesting. Even um, institutional the the trade magazine institutional investor, which um we do occasionally read for Trash Future, has been tracking this, um, and w- re- frequently refers to Nygaard as uh Louis Bacon's longtime nemesis, essentially, and and frequently covered the battle between the two men. Um, so one of the interesting things here, right, is uh. You know, like like the amounts of tit for tat they're willing to willing to go for at one another. So, um, Nygaard suggested that a bacon told his housekeeper Dan Tuckfield to quote find a way to burn Nygaard's house down, leading to the fire in two thousand nine. Um, and too complicated, too many, too many, <laughs> <laughs> too, many too many, yeah, too many different structures. Well, um, here's the other thing: is that then Tuckfield was found dead in Bacon's pool. 
Okay, that did yeah. happen. Dude, yeah, yeah that's dude. crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was a hot tub, I think, yeah. right? Uh, uh, the source I say says pool, but, you know, who can tell? A rich guy, a rich guy hot a tub is probably pool. the size Small of a pool. heated pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Naked, yeah. I believe. Huh. Odd. Uh, yeah, what was up with that? Uh, well, uh, officially, it was a heart attack. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but, but, well, okay. Yeah, he, had a, right. he had a naked heart attack. But, yeah, what brought on the heart what attack? the first guy? <laughs> probably it's heart attack. Heart attack gun, clearly. Yeah, Nygaard's heart attack gun. It, yeah, I mean, obviously. So I, I've suffered three heart attacks during my life, oh my and God. all three of them during catcalling incidents, which happen on crowded streets. So what's he doing alone having one? It's very suspicious. Um, other, mm-hmm. other, other plots here. Uh, Nygaard also claims Bacon tried to get Tuckfield to plant uh, $67,000 worth of cocaine on Nygaard. This is from Vanity Fair. On Nygaard's beachfront, which was uh, foiled when the cocaine washed back up on Bacon's residence. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> cocaine. Foiled. Could you just put it back out at sea? Uh, well, it's here now, I guess. <laughs> Can't get rid of it. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Well, what what to do with this thing next? I got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Not even that much cocaine. Yeah. Well, so. I don't know. Um, it, it it looks as though uh, the the country of Georgia has been borrowing at slightly too friendly an interest rate. <laughs> got some work to do. Uh, anyway, uh, so these guys are basically constantly fighting from firebombing to astroturfing these protests to everything. I'm laughing at this quote here from Nygaard. He said that he thought that Tuckfield's death in the pool was suspicious given that he was an expert swimmer who had previously survived a plane crash in the ocean. It's like, what, you think he drowned sitting naked in the hot tub? It's like, yeah. it's like <laughs> that is so funny to me. I mean, obviously, yeah. Nygaard did it, yeah. I think. Well, it's um, it's also like, how ma- how many times has this guy's boss tried to kill him? <laughs> he has a mysterious yeah. plane crash in the ocean, the pool thing. God knows how many other times. We were trying to dump... 50 gallons of cat urine on Lewis Bacon's house <laughs> and the plane went down because it hit a bird that I had also launched to shit on Lewis Bacon while he was sunbathing. Yeah, so N- Nygaard take the because Nygaard just wanted to kill his own groundskeeper for constantly yeah. fucking because then he found his better henchman. He found Tuggy and Bobo. Yeah. Exactly. Now he got rid yeah, of Dan yeah, Tuckfield. Yeah. Names like that you can't that go wrong. Incompetent boob. Um, so yeah, this is uh, quite quite interesting so um this is like the background right where there is this faction that is based on bacon that's sort of centered around bacon and save the bays and all this that's like kind of coalesced into one side of a culture war that dominates like uh politics in the bahamas right it's not that this is the central issue but these guys are two rich guys who want to destroy one another and the bahamas has zero campaign finance laws at all so both of them are willing to be like to each of major political parties have unlimited money, essentially. Um, and so this this one side yard dispute between two rich freaks came to sort of dominate political life in the Bahamas for a while, uh, or at least dominate outsize of its own influence that it should have had, which is a, uh, a knockdown drag out fight like happened to Rand Paul. Uh, that is as much as it should have been. So the the party. I don't think that's real, by the way. You don't think so? That's my own little theory. It was a f- no, I think a false flag. Someone 
beat. I think someone beat him up for a reason, just like how Mitt Romney had a mysterious black eye a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got his ass. Who was punching them? Um, so that's one of my uh, someone with a reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the the progressive liberal party, uh, the 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 Liz Warrens of the Bahamas, uh, are. This is the uh, they've got a plan and the plan involves doing whatever Peter Nykaard says. Yes, he did or give money. him five yeah. million dollars. Five big boys. Wear mint jeggings. <laughs> it's, it's funny because he was accused, I believe, of giving them four million dollars in like a pay to play kind of thing. And then he brought yeah. out the receipt of the check and was like, actually, it was five yeah. million. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it's legal there. I mean, it's, it's yeah, there's yeah. no like limits on donations like that. Yeah. So it's totally legal. I mean, like it's a lot of these a lot of these islands have like sort of understood that you know they they can make a lot of money by basically having beggar thy neighbor um tax and campaign finance laws where it's like no we are a rich guy place that exists for rich guys so we're going to make ourselves amenable to rich guys why would we limit why would we go to rich guys and be like mm, your money's no good here no your money's very good here yeah we love the money yeah yeah, yeah. in fact it rules yeah. here your money is better here it's than it is good. elsewhere it's exceptionally good so uh, basically this is just for some context in recent months, uh, as sort of these allegations were becoming undeniable, even by his allies, uh, progressive liberal party chairman Fred Mitchell um, claimed on his Facebook page that all of the that the, the sex trafficking lawsuit against Nygaard was just another scheme by Louis Bacon to discredit him. There, there we it go. is. In a way, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, no, it's, it's true. <laughs> It just It is true that Louis Bacon did start the investigation yeah. when the state wouldn't. So Fair enough. It's you know I guess it's true, but not in the way that Fred Mitchell means. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So he said <laughs> in our view, the article in the uh failing New York Times uh comes as close as we have seen to objective reporting, but it is clear from the article that this is a fight in the nature of a vendetta between two billionaires and Lyford K. Uh, the progressive liberal party in the Bahamas is simply collateral damage in this wider dispute. It is also clear that the lawsuit and the attempt to conflate political donations to the PLP is part of an orchestrated campaign by monies provided through companies associated with Louis Bacon, the Lyford K billionaire who dislikes Mr. Nygaard. Um, so even like th they are playing different kinds of defense. And I think they're willing to sacrifice Nygaard before they're willing to sacrifice themselves, clearly. But they are very much wanting to play defense here. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about how uh, Nygaard was able to place the progressive liberal party of the Bahamas in his pocket. Um, so he liked relationships uh, like where he could manipulate his counterparties, which again is, I think, a relatively consistent uh, characteristic. And um, gave five million dollars directly to the PLP, but frequently would give sort of amounts of sort of a hundred thousand uh, or tens of thousands, whatever, just directly to like the Minister of Labor, you know, um, various ministries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He um, he he would just sort of say, uh, yeah. So Shane Gibson was one of his big uh, sorry Shane Shameless, as he was called, Gibson was one of his uh, uh, big sort of you know, donation partners. It would just be like, yeah, here's 100,000. Um, Minister of Immigration, by the way. And he liked to bring in people uh, with uh, no passports that he would take from them. So he's giving $100,000 to the Minister of Immigration. Classic. Yeah. So he can be like, oh, yeah, we don't need to check uh, the N-Force, which is what he called his plane. Right. Yeah. 
you can uh, buy, you can buy a Bahamian, uh, Bahamian passport, right? It's one yeah. Of those mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like any Citizenship. island you can yeah, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I'm actually Liz pretty cheap. Cypriots. Yeah. Liz and I got our Cypriot passports in like 2012. It was $85. <laughs> right. All you have to do is swear allegiance to either Greece or Turkey, but you can't either switch. Either Greece or Turkey. Yeah. You can't switch. Well, we did a little thing. Liz is Turk. I'm Greek. <laughs> hey, I, you guys were like, fair. listen, we can solve this. Uh, you all used to be part of something called the Ottoman Empire. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, that's what we're working on. Uniting yeah. and bringing Ottoman the Empire, empire 2.0. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I'm shouting out to all my Janissaries. Um, so. I think that's what Turkey is working on in Central Asia. But yeah. <laughs> They're also involved. <laughs> what had happened, right, is the PLP had been out of power, was out of favor, and then Nygaard basically was like, I am going to give you infinite money. And so in addition to paying individual ministers and buying all of the parties ad time, also when they would have big rallies, one of these, the way the politics works is then Nygaard's employees, or Tuggy and Bobo, whoever, would just go through the crowd just giving people money, being like, can the PLP count on your vote? Can the PLP count on your vote? So how much he actually spent yeah, could have been more. I was reading. I was reading a uh, like a local Bahamian like sort of blog saying that they would shoot out T-shirt cannon T-shirts with hundred dollar bills wrapped up in the T-shirts. Great idea. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, amazing. <laughs> that is kind of cool. Um, so what happened then is there was then this open question in Bahama Bahamian politics of. Well, did the PLP really win, or is this just a reflection of Nygaard's sort of money, really? And mm. um, what happened there is, I guess, uh, without being necessarily a Marxist paper, they kind of just backed themselves into a base superstructure analysis of the economy. <laughs> what happened, though, is that PLP members in, in his pocket, um, and again, this is where there is a bit of an echo of Epstein, right? So all these PLP members in his pocket were all photographed at his pamper parties. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm giving you, he'd be saying, oh, I'm giving you the access, but also there are cameras everywhere. So I know yeah, about yeah. everything. Well, there's also, I mean, he would, he would explicitly tell these girls, like, you're going to go. I mean, that, that, that's sort of littered through the reporting on this is that he would, he would have these girls, like, basically trade them or assign them to people that he was friends with or that were at his parties which no doubt included some of these PLP mm. politicians. Well, that's the other thing. It's, it's that his his parties were, like at least sort of alluded to earlier, his parties were not like, you know, the great and the good of, of, the, of the world, like, you know, Epstein's parties, right? His parties were mainly local yeah. politicians, um, minor celebrities, so I think the DJ from Crazy Town. Um, really? Oh, really? Um, hold on, hold on. No, sorry, the DJ Even from the Sugar Hill Gang. Butterfly, <laughs> it's crazy. As I saw an article about it. No, the, the DJ from the Sugar Hill Gang. Um, That's considerably sadder, actually. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Somehow Crazy Town was cooler. <laughs> um, Agree. And... Right, like, but this was this was essentially that's why we said mentioned earlier at the beginning of the of the of the show of the first episode. Right, this is there's not like this broader plot here. It's not like there are these linkages. There are some linkages outside, but like this seems mm. to be a kind of closed loop, right? Where it's like I want this power here in this sense. I want to be on top of this heap. Uh, I want to control the politicians directly. Whereas again, in the Epstein case, right, it's like the line between who's in charge, who's blackmailing who, whatever. That's mm. so blurry. Whereas here, it seems very clear, right? Who's in charge. 
Yeah, I also think too, like, uh, I mean, we didn't really get too into this in the first episode, but the, um, I mean, the details of the, of his, like, (laughs) of his alleged crimes are fucking brutal. Mm. Like, these girls are 14. A lot Mm -hmm. of them are 14. There's one case where, like, a mother is literally, like, outside of the property banging, kind of pleading with the security guards for them to get her kid and her cousin, I believe. Um, You know, they're, like, there's allegations of girls being, like, repeatedly drugged, not just alcohol, like, fucking, like, you know, GHB or whatever, uh, like, dragged up to his room where he, I mean, I don't know, I don't, whatever like anally and vaginally rapes them takes their virginity because they're fucking 14 there's like blood everywhere and one of and you know and literally i mean his like employees come in to clean up the mess Mm. i mean quite literally like Mm. yeah it's really really brutal stuff and i just wanted to like Mm. kind of pinpoint that because i feel like we didn't do we didn't talk about that or didn't kind of explicate that enough you know like and there's like I think it's like now we're looking at about 80 girls who have signed on 80 80 girls who have signed on to this to the class action suit and so you know it's I mean yeah. you know Probably for several times that yeah number, absolutely yeah. I mean that's that's what's so insane is like it's not it's not just that he was you know doing this because rich guys do this kind of shit all the time essentially like this is not. Some of this stuff he does isn't too out of the ordinary for people that like have that level of access and, and money that he has. But like the, the what he was doing to these girls in particular is like is is you know after having looked at basically every detail of the Epstein case over and over yeah. and over again for a long time. I mean, this is way, like degrees more psychotic. Yeah, than it's that. horrific. Like it's yeah, um, it's like sadistic level. Like it's it's torture yeah. level i mean that's what it, yeah, it really absolutely. looks like yeah it, yeah it is, it's yeah. torture and cruelty and and then you have to hold this insane image of nygaard as a as a total fucking clown and uh and yeah and someone who is beating out this level of cruelty on children you know yeah it's what it's what makes talking about him so disorienting because it is this because you, you because just in focusing on sort of either the sort of petty arch villain way he talks or like his ludicrous his ludicrous decisions about like sonic weaponry or all the crazy stories he tells or his self-aggrandizing blog posts or whatever it's so easy to get like we were saying in the first episode to just get lost in the clown and mm. to miss mm-hmm. the truly like disturbingly evil shit that there is alleged in these like lawsuits and criminal charges. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It reminds me of like some kind of like, um, I don't know, like true crime thing or like TV show where the like psychopath serial killer is also like a TV show kids host yeah, or yeah. something like, yeah. and it feels yeah. like there's a relation. Same. There's like something there where the goofy clownish persona is masking something like for a reason like there's a tie there for sure that he does have this pied piper type thing to him especially absolutely when he's he's talking about his branding his his companies his his biotech firm he's yeah yeah it's uh evil pied piper shit Mm. it's horrible so with all of that in mind then the following uh politicians all were seen at pamper parties 
Prime Minister of the Bahamas, Perry Christie, Deputy Prime Minister, Philip Brave Davis, the Minister of Housing and National Insurance, Shane Gibson, the Minister for Grand Bahamas, Dr. Michael Darville, the Minister of Education, Jerome Gomez, the Minister of Agriculture, V. Allred Gray, the Minister of Housing and Environment, Ken Dorsett, the Minister of Health, Dr. Perry Gomez, and the Director of Fertility, Dr. Wan Song. Uh, those are just don't the... Don't like that last director one. Director of Fertility? Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, Director of Fertility. I don't like yeah. that either. Um, so yeah, uh, basically every every senior minister, uh, police officers, important people, every single person. He was the center of... He made himself the center of, of one side of Bahamas politics because he was their sort of, you know, sponsor, essentially. Um, and this... And, but the thing is, the association with Nygaard basically tainted the PLP ever since 2012, after the 2012 election, when there was a video of him was released uh, in his New York office on a call with PLP senior leaders saying, quote, we got our country back, effectively. Um, yeah. What? So he is, he is so identified with them. And then later, yeah, video yeah, was yeah. released of all of them partying together at his house. Jesus, right? It's just yeah. fucking so heart of surprising. heart of darkness level colonialism, like colonial yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And the reason, I mean, the reason for his sort of undertaking of this again, like relatively like colonial position in the Bahamas, was you know there were there were there were multitudinous. There were. Uh, the favorable tax rates, the fact that there are no campaign finance laws, the fact you can just yeah buy politicians, yep. but also the fact that much of their legal system is a greenfield, which means he was able to effectively write their stem cell research law, which came into effect after the election, I believe in 2014, um, and affected the start of Nygaard Biotech, a firm that he launched. So this is from um, Nygaard Biotech's website. Next year is a big year for the Bahamas, Peter Nygaard said as he made an address during the recent Killarney Christmas service presented by the Commonwealth Humanity United Global Project. This is very good for the Bahamas, the whole country, and for your health as Bahamanians. Uh, Nygaard, who is one of the world's pivotal and strategic business moguls involved in the science of stem cells and reverse aging, saluted Prime Minister Perry Christie and the government during his address for enacting revolutionary stem cell legislation in 2013. Um, and according to Nygaard, again, this is, I added this again just to remind you, in addition to everything, he's also an annoying guy. And according yes. to Nygaard, Bahamanians seem to have a healthy youth, but aging sets in and the, people in their 50, and the health of the people in their 50s and 60s seems to deteriorate. The fashion designer said, the record shows that Bahamanians go from a healthy youth to a health-challenged midlife because of poor dietary habits and promise to assist the country in getting everyone onto a good diet. Man, fuck yeah. this. Number one, fuck off. Shut up. Yeah. Um, it, uh, there is, I find the, the whole, like, I'm going to be uh, the uh, sort of, you know, paternalistic figure who makes sure you eat a fucking apple uh, extremely uh, annoying and patronizing. And I hate Again, it. Again, it's like fucking colonial tropical climates? Yeah. No. Anyway, so isn't it like star fruit and stuff? <laughs> Ewees? I'm gonna make sure you eat whatever's around. I don't know what star fruit is. <laughs> That's like there's a lot of fruits like that. Dragon fruit, star fruit. I don't know what that is. What do you mean? It's a fruit. Yeah. Tropical fruit. Tropical fruit. I know fruits. it's a fruit, but you know what? What's it look like? You should uh, eat a little What's outside your comfort fruit? zone. Yeah. 
Try, try I, I some new cuisines. Embrace other cultures. Go down to Grace. the Chinatown uh, produce market there, buddy. Yeah. I think it's... Are these Chinese now? I thought they were tropical. Uh, you know, just you can get whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just they yeah. sell them. So, um, but uh, Dan, you've been particularly, um, you might say, uh, hypnotized by a uh, video that... Um, was released by Peter Nygaard, effectively scrubbed from the entire internet, actually very effectively and not in a way that we could find in the Wayback Machine to use for this episode, um, like we did with Nygaard Biotech. Uh, but it was I up. did dig it up. You did dig it up. Can you tell us a little bit about what happened? Well, I could tell you that it was uploaded by uh, Perry Christie. <laughs> And it's the only it's the only video this account is uploaded. <laughs> Perry I'm Christie, not sure. the PM of the Bahamas, has uploaded a video to 30 yeah, views. Yeah, wait, what? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's actually the Perry Christie. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like it is because so. so I kind of feel like it is too. So basically, <laughs> I get I get that I yeah. get that too. Bahamas stem cell laws, the Nygaard breakthrough, uh, created in 2014. This video is basically a PR video, like a poorly 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 made pr video for nigar's uh stem cell tech and it it opens with a quote uh from nigard that says oh, sorry, change the quote, is hard it uploads it uploads with the music from the matrix uh club to death yes and it goes dung 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 yeah sorry please continue yeah yeah it opens with a quote change is hard death is harder Peter Nygaard. That's, that's like uh, uh, that's a great right. quote. It's right. it basically, it, the first half of the video is like a whiny chronicle of what Nygaard's PR team describes as political roadblocks to stem cell research. Uh, and then goes on to describe his partnership with a Shenzhen-based genome sequencing company called BGI. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's divided into segments. And in, this, in the segment... Uh, entitled The Right Country, Nagard says the Bahamas are, quote, almost like the 51st state. They are just a half an hour away from Miami. So, yeah. Uh, like, he goes on to say that... What is the goal of this <laughs> Finnish Canadian describing somewhere as a 51st state? A former crown colony, I might add. Yeah, that struck me. Where's his that loyalty to the too, Queen? Bryce. The main yeah. problem. <laughs> Uh, he he goes on to say that Prime Minister Christie showed incredible courage and political savvy in guiding the uh, this law through legislature, and the voiceover goes on to state, "This made me sick, man. Uh, Peter will join hands with the will of a nation, the will of a nation, and the legislating power of Bahamanian government to build the world's first clinic to integrate genomic sequencing and SCNT technology." Free of political restriction, this will be the first of many Nygaard clinics in places like India, Thailand, and Macau. Oh. And then there's this terrible, like, mm. shitty, like, computer Macau. rendering. Yeah, I, I was wondering about the Macau thing, and I, I wonder if he has clothes manufactured um, in in Macau. Probably, yeah. Some kind of connection. Um, it it then ends with like this montage of him, this grotesque, like sinewy Nygaard playing volleyball while he talks about how he has, quote, gone from anti-aging to reverse aging. He says, I've been on stem cell therapy four times a year for the last three years. And this is 2014. So you can only imagine by the time he's arrested, how much of this shit there's, he talks in the, in this fucking PR thing about, um, how he's the first person to have uh, 
fetuses cloned of his own cells and then reinjected back into his body? Come on, man. That's, uh, right? That's too much. Do you think he did? So, so like that coupled that coupled I mean, I think with his that coupled with like a uh, computer sort of like computer renderings of these like Nygard platforms all over Southeast Asia is is just it's fucking apocalyptic. Yeah. It's cartoon villain shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we originally Dan, you and I said Bond villain, but I think uh Liz, you mentioned it's more of an Austin Powers villain, which I think is just very accurate. Definitely. Yeah, he's like, I mean, my God, man. Macau. I'm at the Nygaard Clinic in Macau getting my I don't know I don't even know what stem cells do. I'm getting the I'm getting my wrinkles done away with. No, reverse aging. Because like reverse stem aging. cells basically make new age because a lot of aging happens because mm-hmm. like the cells get errors in them as they copy and copy and copy and copy. Yeah. Stem well, cells maybe yours, but oh, yeah. I'm built different. <laughs> They're clean, no bugs. My, oh, I didn't see your cells at the club. Funny, I didn't see your cells at the library. <laughs> um, where it's uh, basically, but so it's like new, new cells. Um, and you know, I, do you think he really cloned a fetus of himself? I, I mean, I think he's probably pretty easy to yeah. trick. I feel like he probably yeah, oh, does that too. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Some technician at BGI Shenzhen is like, listen, Peter. Uh, What's younger than a baby? Mm. A fetus. And what if we could make a fetus that was you and put it back inside you? Mm. Wouldn't that? <laughs> wouldn't that make? Yeah, like I, I, I sending you back in time genetically. He, he does not. He seems like very. It's what he's so desperate for the anti-aging stuff. I think to work that he'll just believe mm-hmm. anything so long as he gets to be yeah, in control yeah, of it. Yeah. Although he is looking pretty bad in prison right now. Yeah. Not looking great, yeah. Well, from what I understand. Low-key fell off. High-key fell off. High-key, yeah. High-key fell off. So his whole thing, right, is he wants to write this legislation so he can turn the Bahamas into the world stem cell treatment center thing. Uh, But he gets to be in control of it. That's a big thing for him. But uh, there was behind the scenes, he was being kept in check, quote-unquote, by a man named Dr. Arthur Porter, who you may remember from the Bottleman SNC Lavalin episode as the former chief of the CSIS watchdog body who had ended up in jail in Panama with lung cancer. Uh, self-diagnosed yeah, lung yeah, cancer. Self-diagnosed. Right? Yeah. Quote, yeah, unquote, just lung like, cancer. Wasn't it like right before they were, he, they were about to drop an indictment? Yeah. He's like, uh, I, uh, I'm going to die in three months. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, ow, it's definitely ow. lung cancer. Uh, you can tell because I'm a doctor. Uh, I shouldn't have been smoking all these fucking... Star I don't fruit. want cigarettes they smoke in Canada. Yeah. Star fruit. Right. I shouldn't have been smoking all this dragon fruit. Oh, I'm on that dragon fruit. <laughs> um, so, what's, so, basically... Perry Christie was working with lived in the Bahamas after having moved there after having um, committed a series of gigantic frauds in Canada, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. mainly connected to construction procurement in Montreal and SNC Lavalin. Um, so uh, basically, uh, Porter said that Chris, this is from his autobiography, that Christie was interested in stem cells for reasons other than the economic diversification of the Bahamas. Quote, Christie was something of a hypochondriac and was terrified of heart disease and cancer. Nygaard, on the other hand, seemed borderline fanatical. My job for Christie was to keep Nygaard in check. So, Porter said that Nygaard wanted to build an institute himself as the chairman that would approve all regulations surrounding the science. He would be judge, jury, and executioner. And it would have worked, but the plan lacked uh, any common sense at all. 
um, <laughs> which is uh, very, uh, uh, you know, again, sort of usual for uh, the, the Nygaard story. So here's the problem, though, right, which is that once this law was passed that he got to write, basically, enforcement and regulation related to that law were in the hands of a less political civil service. So it was out of the hands of politicians that he owned and into the hands of politicians that he didn't. Um, and here is a sample of the court records with a recorded conversation between Nargard, Togi, and Bobo about uh, what was going on here. Bobo, Chief, boy, I ain't gonna lie, Chief. I can't let them fuck with you. I'm telling the truth. And Brave, Brave Davis, the Deputy Prime Minister, uh, always tells us that. Last time we see him, he said, listen, you've got to have Nygaard's back. We can't fucking afford for this boy to run Nygaard. Nygaard is a big sponsor for us. And you see, Brave tells us straight because we, do you understand? Nygaard. Yeah. Bobo. So he tells us straight up, Nygaard's a big sponsor and we can't let it fucking go. Can't let it fucking go. Nygaard. Yeah. And you guys have more than just muscle. You guys have political contingency. I mean, you guys control a lot of the politics as well, you know. Bobo. Yeah, we have. So he's basically he's talking to his uh, henchman, one of whom is recording him about how he's uh, like they they of uh, relaying these messages back and forth between politicians, uh, Brave Davis and himself about how he feels that these guys that he's bought aren't really doing their their side of the job, and all he can muster is uh, anger. He's like, "No, I bribed you. Yeah, <laughs> I bribed you. You owe you. Yeah, you you need to do what I say." He's not getting his money's worth. <laughs> That's right. Um, I mean, it was $5 million. That's yeah. a lot of money, at least $5 million. So uh, Nygaard says, it's a matter of rallying the troops behind the seams, and you've got, ah, fuck, Bobo, you always tell me, you say, Bobo, you know, you really don't take much before you trigger off, you know? <laughs> uh, Nygaard, yeah, all right, I'll meet him. I don't know if, if, if he said tomorrow or the next day he comes back. He's going to be somewhere, but I could not hear, but I'm leaving Thursday, and I want some fucking action this week. I've got a meeting with the deputy PM and we'll see what he what the hell he's doing because the de- because the let's just say the PM is fucking up the deputy PM's fucking future. Even if he decides not to run anymore, and that's what he said, it's Brave who's going to get sacrificed here and Brave fucking well knows it. So the rest of these transcripts and there are hundreds of pages of Nygaard yeah. talking in the car with Toggy and Bobo about various harebrained schemes such as in, such as not limited to Creating the KKK story about Louis Bacon, um, <laughs> just uh, who they're going to invite to different parties, and again, just like generally sort of you know fucking things up, uh, talk, just planning crimes just openly, <laughs> and and so on. Uh, but essentially, right, all of these implausible schemes amount to nothing, and Nygaard cannot get his actually like do the kind of work he wants to do at his clinic in the Bahamas because, like, the regulations just won't let him. So if you are a uh, an enterprising billionaire who's obsessed with dominating everything he sees around him, uh, do you just give up? No, of course not. No, absolutely. Never. So uh, Nygaard then takes his project to St. Kitts and Nevis, uh, a nearby island, where he, again, essentially uh, buys another election... Um, and then, uh, following that, the following press release was given. Plans are in the works to establish a stem cell research and treatment center in St. Kitts in the near future. Plans were made public at a conference organized by the St. Kitts Biomedical Research Foundation. The plan is to establish a luxury health and wellness spa to deliver stem cell treatments to reverse the failure yes. of the body's own stem mm-hmm. cells to replace critical cell populations. A group of investors in this initiative is led by Mr. Peter Nygaard. There it is. Classic. Yeah. 
a little different than opening them up in India and Thailand, yeah. but you know. Exactly. Well, he dreamed he dreamed big. Here's my thing. Like, I bet it works. Mm. Yeah, I I mean, if he's this dedicated to it, he's crazed. He's crazed for the stem cells. He's, he's not seen he's wild for it. He's seen something yeah. he likes. What does he know? He knows something. And he's not he and they mentioned how much he's aging, okay? It's very weird they mentioned that. So because mm-hmm, he got the rug rug ripped out from under him. Like, I mean, I I think. What if it works? Yeah. Uh, I I think possibly. You know, I mean, it's if it does work, uh, he certainly wants to be um uh, the only one who controls any of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, that's for sure. Well, it's horrifying if it does work. Yeah. So. Also. Yeah. It's not going to be a good well, future. Well, I'm 53, <laughs> <laughs> and you look great. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> so, uh, Nygaard basically opens up this health and wellness spa. Um, and when asked by the uh, governing party, uh, well, sorry, when the chief medical officer, Dr. Patrick Martin, who works for the governing party, the Progressive Liberal Party, St. Kitts, uh, says mm-hmm. nobody's going to make the kind of investments they're making without having locked down both the ethics and linked that to legal instruments. However, it did not receive However. any of the ethics permission. Uh, and mm-hmm. Timothy Harris, the prime minister of uh, St. Kitts and Nevis, who was basically bought by Nygaard, uh, just let him conti- just take three rooms in this hospital to kind of do his do his thing. Um, his fucking island of Dr. Moreau yeah. clinic. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, totally. Effectively. Um, and then so in 2016, what happens is that Dr. Patrick Martin walks in on an operation, right? And that operation involves uh, this man... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Weston sorry I'm going to grab his Richard Weston who's a billionaire from Kentucky um, who landed with a gun in his luggage in St. Kitts uh, and then went to go have this illegal oper- a stem cell operation um, in, in the Nygaard clinic uh, which again then is named a director of the Nygaard Found- St- Genomics Foundation US by the way uh, immediately after okay. that um, he got yeah, that's right he got, mm-hmm. he got stemmed in uh, and basically what happens is Patrick Martin walks into the operation and is like, what the fuck are you doing? I gave no clearance for this to go on. It's licensed by the prime minister himself. Um, so uh, effectively, uh, they're all thrown out. The doctor who's like Brazilian isn't licensed to practice is, is thrown out. Um, Nygaard's clinic is closed down. But then, or sorry, uh, excuse me, what happens is Patrick Martin moves to close down Nygaard's clinic. What do we think happens then to Dr. Patrick Martin? Uh, he is promoted to some sort of uh, position in his... NAFTA 2. <laughs> NAFTA? NAFTA 2. He is... Uh, no, hot, he's fired. Yeah, he is immediately NAFTA fired. Two, hot tub delegation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm sending you on a fact-finding mission to a hot tub. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you are now ambassador to Georgia. We're going to have to, we want you to look in on this guy who uh, recently um, had a suspicious death in a hot tub, uh, a Mr. Tuckfield. Uh, could you just sort of go swim yes. and face down, see what you can find down there? We're opening Nygaard Genetics Donetsk, and we need you <laughs> to dress in this tall fur hat. <laughs> and so effectively, right, Nygaard continues just to get his stem cells more or less for himself, but the dream is basically dead of uh, opening yeah. this worldwide chain of genomics clinics. He continues filing self-aggrandizing press releases and so on. Um, 
So uh, by way of an epilogue here, in 2017, Christie travels with Nygaard to Vegas for a quote-unquote conference, uh, but video evidence emerges of Nygaard, again, introducing, quote-unquote, a series of young women to Christie in a hotel suite after meeting. Uh, uh, partly, again, um, sort of related to this photo and the sort of Nygaard, obvious influence of Nygaard on the, on the PLP, the Bahamas threw out their government and elected a new one. Uh, good for them. Very good. Yeah. Uh, two years later, uh, an arrest warrant is issued for Nygaard, the first one issued for him in the Bahamas, for illegal dredging. <laughs> the thing you hate, Bryce. <laughs> That's uh, finally justice is served. <laughs> um, and this was related to contempt of court and the threat of confidential emails from Louis Bacon's charity Save the Bays, leaving the Bahamas to sentence him to 90 days in jail and a $150,000 fine. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, I mean, just to sort of, back from sort of the biotech, back to sort of, where are we now? Right, Dan? Yeah, we have a, we have a rapidly deteriorating Peter Nygaard in a Winnipeg jail. It's like the opening of Looper. That guy, shit's falling off him. It kind of gives credence to Liz, your thing, that Maybe it is real, you know. <laughs> I really hope it isn't because it would require a complete and total like underclass of jailed and impregnant, constantly impregnated and re-impregnated women, female slaves. Mm -hmm. So, really hope it's not yeah. real. Yeah, it's a hellish vision of the future mm -hmm. if it's real. Yes. Yeah. If uh, if if because like that's if bill if billionaires continue to enjoy their position in hierarchy, um, then perhaps. Uh, that will be uh, coming, uh, which is uh, very well, bad. Well, he, he, uh, he just got denied bail, uh, even though his team purchased him like a house near the courthouse or whatever. Like, you know, yeah. he's, 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 uh, he's still got some loyal shooters at Nygaard Industries, but I believe they declared mm -hmm. bankruptcy. Like, he is not in a great spot no. right now. No, and he's also got that jail term awaiting him in the Bahamas for the dredging. Yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. 90 days. The thing is, he's 79 years old. Like, I mean, I don't think he's going to fuck and sentence him for yeah. 10 years, you know, whatever. But he's only 79 years old now, like as of recently, because he he's just re-aged so much. That's true. Yeah, exactly. he's actually 88,000. Eight you know, actually, this she's this. No, never. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> this drawing of an anime guy is okay. not 14. He's 8,000 oh, no. years old. Oh. Technically, mm. he's a vampire. He's lived forever. That's actually weird. You think he's... The, with the trial um well i mean the the main thing about the trial at this point is extradition to the u.s right um fighting extradition trying to stay out of jail because i think he knows that as long as he's in jail he can't get his treatments but again like mm. to mm -hmm. what extent will he be able to get his treatments in winnipeg probably not to a very great extent um he's already sort of claiming that the case is a media frenzy it's sort of still being pinned on bacon somehow by some sort of corner corners in the bahamas which is crazy because i i don't i mean i don't think that there certainly in america no one's really talking about the case no. mm -hmm. it, there was a bit you know there's the big vanity fair thing there was a little bit of hay mm -hmm. when the arrest came but there was really not i mean the new york times pieces but there wasn't i mean i, I don't think a lot of people are really aware or that aware of it um 
But I imagine that the Canadians are very excited to extradite to the U.S. because that would be like the coolest thing ever for them to do. Yeah. yeah <laughs> do something yeah, yeah, for the yeah. U.S. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think part of that, right, is that, again, this is why sort of why you keep coming back to the Epstein comparisons and why I think a lot of them are sort of mainly superficial. It's because it seems like this is sort of so self-contained. The Epstein mm-hmm. case functions as an explanatory variable for other things. You know, this mm. is just a f- incredibly monstrous man who was through the privilege of wealth and luck and just sort of importance in business. And even to a certain extent, Mexico's entry into yeah, and to a certain extent in the 80s. Yeah, like Canadian um, inferiority complexes with regard to the U.S. was just able to just sort of get away with it for a long time. And it doesn't really connect to much else outside it. Like, yeah, there are these like sort of you know, loose connections with CSIS or Arthur Porter or whatever, but there's no compelling story that says this is bigger than this. It's just a powerful yeah. man who was a real piece of shit. Abusing yes. his power. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. He liked to get his mouth yeah. shit in. That's, Did we yes. talk about that? Uh, we yeah. have alluded uh, to it. I think a little bit. Uh, I will say if you look through the court files and you control F defecate, it comes up 12 yeah. times all in relation to his mouth and another person's asshole. Yeah. So, Brace did that. Mm-hmm. I did do that while we were recording. Do that on every document you come across, of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just to well, make sure. You're always going to hit it up. Well, because you know yeah. how they talk in court, you know. Always they don't say dot shit. your eyes and cross your T's. Exactly. Got to control left your defecates. Um, yeah. Well, hey, I also, I noticed we've now gone to um, complete hour two of, uh, of this, of this two-parter. So, uh, I think, um, I think it's time for us to say, uh, Brace and Liz, thank you so much. For spending all of this you. time thank with you. us today. Um, yeah, thank you, guys. A, a difficult subject, but uh, enjoyed discussing it with you guys a great deal. Appreciate you having yeah. us on. And um, if you're listening to this now, you're already a subscriber to The Bottleman. So I got to say, uh, I got to give you a, a big thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Aww. Aww. <laughs> and um, so good at this. You're so. Yeah, well, now I'm not good at it because I'm thinking about it. <laughs> no, just shoot from the hip, man. Just let it flow. Yeah, just let you're, it flow. You're, you're Ralph Macchio at the end of Crossroads. You're in a guitar competition with Steve Vai, who's possessed by the devil. But you got it. You've got the spirit in you. <laughs> all right. Um, I think uh, we'll we'll catch you all uh, on on Tuesday. And it almost seems hack, but if you don't listen to True and On, you should. It's fantastic. Uh, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Um, so I think all that's left for us is to say later, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>